Hey, welcome to the Keys to Life podcast. I hope you are blessed by today's message that you continue to unlock deeper intimacy in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Be blessed. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 from the English Standard Version reads, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Again, Philippians 4, uh, verses 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, I want to preach, <laughs> if you will. Uh, I want to lift up this thought. Um a peace that surpasses a peace that surpasses um it's become cliche uh for many of us and we 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 know this saying that i'm about to say uh it is very cliche that we are in the world but not of the world um and while it is cliche it is a very powerful truth uh that we can uh, that we should uh, recognize uh, as Christian believers, that we are pilgrims uh, passing through this land, that we are uh, strangers uh, in this land, that we are, in fact, in the world, uh, but we are not of it. And the premise of that uh, is that although things may happen uh, to us um, that involves us, our response to those situations our response to those various stimuli should be different uh, than that of the world. Uh, and so we have to come to the realization um, that we cannot respond like the world. We cannot talk like the world. We cannot act uh, like the world. Um, but when things happen uh, on a global state or national state, whatever the case may be, the church's response uh, should be different um, than the world. And the reason that is, is because we are afforded a luxury. Uh, that luxury that we have is the peace of God. The peace of God. Uh, the peace of God allows us to uh, respond differently uh, to our circumstances. Uh, while we may be facing the same situation, the same bleak uh, cir uh, circumstance uh, because we are connected uh, to Christ Jesus. Uh, we have a peace uh, in the middle uh, of our storms. We have peace uh, in the middle of calamity, in the middle of chaos, and dare I say, in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, the church uh, has a peace, um, and that peace stems uh, from Jesus Christ. And so because of that, we have to make sure uh, that our response um, is governed by uh, knowing that we have a peace that is upon us 
uh, that is different uh, than uh, the spirit that may be upon the world. Uh, and the Apostle Paul here picks up his pen uh, in Philippians chapter 4. Uh, and he writes about how uh, we can uh, pretty much obtain uh, and hold on uh, to the peace of God. Uh, the first thing he says here uh, from the English Standard Version is do not be anxious. So how do I maintain my peace uh, during a time like this? How do I maintain my sense of security uh, during a time like this? The first thing Paul says is simply don't worry. <laughs> he says, do not be anxious. Uh, the first thing, don't worry. Right. He says, do not be anxious about anything. All right. Anything. Do not be anxious. Uh, do not uh, allow uh, the circumstances of life uh, to cause undue stress to be upon you. Uh, we are the church. We are Christian believers. And so because of that, because of our confidence in Christ Jesus, uh, there's no need for us to worry. Uh, there's no need for us to stress. Uh, but in fact, we must dismiss worry. All right. That's the first thing we have to do in order to hold on to our peace. We have to dismiss worry. Uh, Paul, in essence, he he pulls on uh, what Jesus talked about Um at the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew 6, uh, verse 34 um, says, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Uh, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. In other words, there, there is no reason uh, for me to stress. There is no reason for us to be anxious. Uh, there is no reason for us to worry. Because we are connected uh, with Christ Jesus. We are in the palm of his hand. All right. Uh, God is with us. God is covering us. God is protecting us. And so we must learn how to dismiss worry. Uh, the reason why uh, we have to learn how to dismiss worry uh, is because worry uh, is a great enemy uh, to the Christian believer. All right. There is no reason for us to worry because we are in Christ Jesus and worryation uh, does nothing of benefit for the Christian believer. In fact, it is a great detriment to the Christian believer. All right. Uh, Christians, uh, those of us who are connected to God, uh, we should not worry. We should not uh, be anxious. We, we should not be stressed during this time. Uh, is it a, uh, a chaotic time? Yes, it is. Um, but for uh, those of us who are in Christ Jesus, uh, we, should, uh, um, we should display a spirit of peace and tranquility. Uh, because worryation, worryation at the risk of repeating, is a great enemy to the Christian believer. Here's why. Worry gives birth to fear and fear when it is full grown kills faith. Okay. Worry gives birth to fear and fear when it is full grown kills faith. And the reason why we have to dismiss worry, the reason why we have to denounce worry is because 
worryation produces a spirit of fear. And a spirit of fear causes us to lose faith. Paul picks up his pen again in writing to his son in the ministry, Timothy. And he said, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. And so we have to learn how to dismiss all thoughts of worryation, all thoughts of stress, and totally lean and depend upon God. So how do I obtain that peace? The first thing I got to do is dismiss the worry. Don't worry. Secondly, Paul says, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Okay, I'm going to stop there. But in everything by prayer and supplication. Okay, with thanksgiving, I'll go on. Let your requests be made known to God. Okay, secondly, we have to develop our prayer life. Okay, we have to develop our prayer life. In other words, we have to continue to be prayerful. Okay, now is not the time to stop praying. (laughs) Right now is the time to continue in prayer. Notice what I said. Now is the time to continue in prayer. Right. Uh, Many times we hear this and I I get the premise behind it, uh, but we have to be careful by what we're we're saying uh, when we when we quote certain things. Whenever chaos happens, whenever calamity hits, the first thing someone says is uh, uh, it's a praying time. Trust me, I, I get I get the premise. I understand what they mean by it, but we really have to dissect the spirit behind it because uh, it's always a praying time. <laughs> the Bible says that men ought to always pray and not faint. And so uh, we should not have to discover a prayer life. Notice I didn't say discover a prayer life, but develop. Uh, develop means uh, that is, it is already there. Uh, and when you develop something, uh, you are continuing continuing to perfect what is already in place, right? We develop our craft. We develop certain things. Uh, and so uh, Paul is saying to develop your prayer life, perfect it, continue in your prayers, right? Uh, now is not the time to start praying. Uh, it's the time to continue in prayer. Um, the church, especially those of us within the body of Christ, uh, we should have always been praying. Okay, uh, so we have to be prayerful. Uh, the reason why we have to be prayer, prayer, prayerful, excuse me, is because prayer is our connection with God. It is our unwavering and 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 undying connection with God. Without prayer. The Christian believer is powerless. The late Bishop Willie Jonas said, uh, big prayer, big power. Little prayer, little power. No prayer, no power. And so we as the body of Christ, we as the, the Christian church, we have to continue in prayer. Now is not the time to neglect your prayer life. It is not the time to draw back away uh, from talking to God. It is not the time to to draw away uh, from connecting with God. Now is the time 
to develop and perfect prayer. Right. One of the things that um, that I love about uh, the church is that uh, when things happen, right, it should not catch us by surprise when we have been in prayer. Right. It should not catch us by surprise. Yes, the situation may be uncertain. Yes, uh, the, the, the details of what what's going on uh, may uh, catch us by surprise. Uh, but the spirit that drives all these things uh, should not catch us by surprise because when we are in prayer, uh, we are, are prepared uh, for uh, what's, what's to come. Uh, and so uh, in order to, to maintain our peace, uh, we have to make sure that we are connected with God. Prayer is our direct line. And now is not the time to dismiss and disconnect from that direct line. Paul says, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Okay. In everything by prayer and supplication. In everything, every situation, we should be prayerful. During this situation, we should be prayerful. During whatever situation it is in our life, we should be prayerful. In order for the peace of God uh, to continue to reign in our hearts, uh, Paul says, do not disconnect from prayer. And he says, with that, he says, do it with thanksgiving, right? Let your requests be made known to God, all right? So the first thing is uh, we have to dismiss worry. Uh, secondly, uh, we have to be prayerful or develop a prayer life. And thirdly, uh, we have to demonstrate a thankful heart. Okay? Demonstrate a thankful heart. Demonstrate a thankful heart. Okay? Be thankful, Paul says, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be, 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 excuse me, be made known unto God. When we go before God, we ought to go before him with the spirit of thanksgiving, with the, with the humble spirit of thanksgiving, thanking him for all that he's done and all that he will do. All right. Uh, we should go before God with thanksgiving, thanking him for, first of all, who he is. Right. And then we can move into thanking him for what he's done. We should express uh, and, and, and exhibit a thankful spirit under God. Despite the situation, Lord, I thank you. Despite the circumstance, Lord, I thank you. Because my acknowledgement of you is not predicated upon what the situation is. Because the situation changes. And so if my acknowledgement of God is predicated upon what the situation is, then my thankfulness and acknowledgement to God will change because the situation fluctuates. But my acknowledgement and my, my thanksgiving unto God is not governed by the situation. It's governed by who God is. <laughs> My praise and my adoration or our praise and our adoration should be governed by who God is. And when our praise and our adoration is governed by who God is, it will remain constant because God is constant. 
God doesn't change. And so in order for me to express a consistency in my thanksgiving unto God, I have to root and and have to root my thanksgiving in who God is. Okay? I have to root and foundate my thanksgiving in who God is and and allow it to uh, to to be grounded on the fact that he's God, not merely what he may allow to happen to me, but I have to be thankful unto God because of who he is. And when we are thankful to God for who he is, hallelujah, then it causes at the risk of repeating a consistency in our prayer life. And consistency gives us peace. When we are thankful unto God, what that what that says to us, and what that what that, excuse me, what that allows us to do, is it allows us to compartmentalize what goes on in our life. Do we have stressors? Yes. Do we have situations that can cause our mind to wonder? Do we have situations that could, if we allow it, take our peace away? Yes, we all endure certain circumstances. But when we approach God with a thankful heart, it allows us to compartmentalize our our thoughts. And so now what we're saying is, God, uh, I am going to be intentional about praising you. I'm going to be intentional about thanking you. Yes, I may have this on this side. Yes, I may have this on that side, but I am going to lay all of that down. And with a thankful heart, I'm going to be intentional about praising you and giving you the glory. I'm going to be intentional about thanking you for being who you are. With a thankful heart, I will acknowledge you. With a thankful heart, I will praise you. With a thankful heart, I will give you the glory. And so with all of that, with, with, uh, with dismissing worryation, because worryation uh, gives birth to fear, and fear, when it is full grown, will kill our faith. With praying to God constantly and consistently, it allows us to have that connection with God. And with being thankful, approaching God with a thankful heart, that's when he will give us the peace or that's when we can operate in the peace that surpasses all understanding. Uh, that's when we can operate in the peace that surpasses all understanding because we are connected with God. Because we have dismissed worryation and because we approach him with a thankful heart, that's where the peace of God comes in. Paul picks it up in verse number seven and he says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Why is that important? Why is that important? Because what this particular scripture lets me know is that the peace of God is more powerful than any circumstance. <laughs> the peace of God is more powerful than any situation. The peace of God 
has more authority than anything that we face in our life. Notice the language that Paul uses in the English Standard Version. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. When I'm not worrying, when I'm prayerful, and when I'm thankful, God says through Paul that his peace will pass everything in my life. Did you hear me? (laughs) When I'm not worrying, when I am prayerful, when I am thankful, God says that his peace will pass everything in my life. So, yes, I may have stressors right in front of me. (laughs) I may have worryation right in front of me. Sickness may be knocking on my door right in my face. But God says when I'm not worrying, when I'm prayerful, and when I'm thankful, that even though what's in my face is there, his peace will pass it. (laughs) His peace will overcome it. His peace will dismantle whatever is in my way. And so the reason why we as the body of Christ Uh, don't have to worry and don't have to stress is because we have the access to the peace of God. The old psalm writer said, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. And because of that, we, we can look at situations differently. We can look at our circumstances differently. We can respond with a different mentality and, and, And at the end of the day, we can give God praise through it all. Why? Because even though the situation is bad, (laughs) this is going to sound corny, but God is good. (laughs) Even though the situation is bad, God is still good. And not only that, God is God. And because he's God, he's deserving of our praise. He's deserving of our honor. He's deserving of our worship. And so we must exhibit a life uh, that that produces a, a tranquil mind. How does it how do we get that? We get it by what Paul says. Don't be anxious, right? Don't worry. But pray and thank God constantly. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will overtake us. It, it will guard our hearts and guard our minds. In Christ Jesus, all right? Isaiah picked up his pen and he said that uh, uh, thou will keep him in perfect peace uh, whose mind is stayed on thee, right? How do I obtain that peace? How do I obtain that perfect peace? My mind has to be focused on Christ. My mind cannot be focused on Corona or COVID-19, My mind cannot be focused on calamity and disease, but my mind has to be focused on Christ. The old songwriter says, on Christ, the solid rock we stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. So we have to acknowledge and come to the realization that in order for us to have peace in this season, we cannot worry. We have to dismiss worry. Dismiss the stress. Secondly, in order to do that, we got to pray. Talk to God. And thirdly, approach him with a thankful heart. 
And when we do all that, the peace of God will pass, surpass everything in our life. Hallelujah. The peace of God will overtake us. It will overtake our mind. It will overtake our thought pattern. It will overtake our activity and our decision making. We have an advocate in Jesus Christ. If we would only connect with who God is, then the peace of God will overtake us. Right. We we desire. We ought to uh, to live a, a tranquil life. OK. We, we, we ought to desire to live a life uh, that is peaceful, that is free from worry, free from stress. And the only way we can have that is when we allow uh, the light of God uh, to be made manifest in our heart. All right. Tr peace. Peace shall be our portion. And the peace of God will pass everything in our life. He has granted us a peace that surpasses. I want to close in a word of prayer uh, during this time, during this season, that would allow us to remain focused on who God is and, and what he's done in our life. Father, in Jesus' name, it is again, Lord, that we've come before you to thank you for being who you are. We honor you again because you're God. And Lord, we ask now that you would guard our minds, that you would guard our hearts and allow your peace to overtake us. Give us the ability to dismiss worryation. Give us the ability to dismiss fear. Give us the ability, God, to, to pray and to seek your face and to approach your throne with a thankful heart knowing that your peace will protect us, knowing that your peace will overtake us and overcome us. It will saturate our minds. And that is our prayer this morning, God, that you would give us the peace that we need to continue on this Christian journey. Give us the peace that we need to continue to serve you, to praise you and to honor you. That despite what's going on in our life, despite our current situation, despite our current circumstance, that your peace will overcome us. And Father, we ask now that you would lift up our heads, that you'd be the lifter up of our head in the name of Jesus, as your word says in Psalm 24, to lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up your everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? It is the Lord, strong and mighty, for you are Lord, you are the King of glory. We thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening today. If you're not already a subscriber, I'll ask that you please subscribe to the podcast. Also, if you'd like to stay in contact with me or stay connected with me, please go to www.williamtkeys.com. God bless you. Continue to believe God.